Welcome to the Kamaslang Harriers podcast. This podcast has been set up to promote our magnificent club. In our podcast, we will be speaking to current and former athletes and coaches and get them to share their running stories with you. We also hope that this will allow our membership to grow across all age groups. Tonight is the second episode of the Kamaslang Harriers podcast. Tonight's guest is Gavin Smith. Gavin joined the club as a first year under 13 and is now an under 23 athlete. Gavin is a prime example of an athlete who is a product of the Kamasang Harriers approach to long-term athlete development. I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode. So without further ado, I'd just like to say welcome to Gavin. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for joining. Um, so we're going to run through a number of questions with you tonight, Gavin. Okay. Uh, first question. Can you tell us about how you joined Kamasang Harriers? Uh, like most people my age, um, Big Rad came came knocking at the door. Um, he came a few times before I actually joined. I think the first time he came, I was primary six. Uh, it was after the Cam Glenn school race they'd done. Um, I was third in that behind Struan and I believe maybe Grant McGregor, uh, who, who was at the club at the time. Or it might have been Ryan Stephen, one or the other. Anyway, so after that, Rab came and spoke to me and maybe I was at the club for about two months and I was sick of it, I had enough um, <laughs> and then I think after the school road run like I, got, I went to Stonelaw where they used to do used to do a road run at the start of every year and Robert would come down and watch it and uh, come to the door of the top three so uh, he came to my door and I thought oh, I'll give it another go And was that when you were in first year? Uh, yeah, must have been Yeah I might yeah, it was first year. Yeah, so you've been with the club about 10 years now, is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, primary six would have been 10. So, yeah, about 10 or 11 years. I, I joined before I was before I was second year under 13 because I ran under God knows who's name for the first three or four <laughs> races I had. But. Let's hope Scottish right. athletics aren't listening. <laughs> I think I got Cal- Callum Martin a few, a few last place finishes in some cross countries <laughs> um, so how have you and the coaches at the club made sure you've got better over the years since you first joined um, I think it's more just been a like you said it's just a, a long term build it's, um, it's not really been trying to get results quick um, I've not really been looking at like the next race just looking at the bigger picture and uh, all the coaches have been the same. So, I mean, I've had three coaches my full time here. So I was coached by Jim R for my first three years, coached by Owen for a couple of years as well, Owen, Owen Reid. And then I've been coached by Mike for the past five or six years. And all of them, like, just really been focusing on, you know, the bigger picture of it. I've always trained within myself. Um, so I've never never really been the type to, to just go and batter sessions for like a couple of weeks and then, you know, just be burnt out and sick of it, you know. So yeah. I think that's been, that's definitely helped. And um, just having good athletes around me as well. I've uh, I've always been surrounded by other, other athletes when I was younger. I've trained with Ryan Stephen, Struan Payton, Drew Pollock. And like those guys were like getting like, like winning medals for like the Scottish stuff all the time. And yeah, I was nowhere at that point. And then even now I'm training with Chris McClure, Jimmy McKinnon, like two other guys that are like got the same goals as me and um, both running 
what went, yeah. went to run as fast as I can. So, yeah, just to pick up on one of your points, you you said that um, you know you weren't you weren't winning races when you were young. So I, I've been on your power of ten. Oh um, no! And <laughs> and this, you know, it's a great um, story actually. When you when you look at it from well, under fifteen is what power of ten, but we did a bit of digging for you as an under thirteen athlete and. You, you correct me if I'm wrong in any of these, please. As an under 13 athlete, you were 46th at the junior road race and 69th at the national cross country. Is that correct? That sounds about right. That sounds about yeah. right. And when you when you see your, when you follow your story across the age groups, um, you see the progression. You know, it's it's actually, you know, under 15, you were um, 37th second year under 15 athlete at the National Cross. Um, and at the West Districts, you, you were 19th in the first year, 17th in the second, and you ran a 4.53.15, second year under 15. And then you look at under 17, uh, you were 29th as your highest position as uh, in the under 17 National Cross. You improved your PB to 4.27 in the 1500. Um, and you were sixth at the West District cross country, so that's a, a jump of 11 places from under 15. And then under 20, there's a massive jump. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really when I, you know, I saw you and I thought, wow, this guy's come on a lot. And, you know, in your three years at the West District, you had three brilliant races, the West District cross country, I'm talking about third, first, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two of them were... No, I think I would pull them every year that year, or um, yeah. under 20. Yeah, you know, really close finishes as well, you know, with, I think one of the boys from Garscoop, is that right? He had a, a sprint finish on the line and maybe oh, two the Lewis Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was in, uh, was that in Kilmarnock? No, no, it was... Um, was it Ir- Irvin Moore, was it? Yeah, was it? I think so. And um, it was Lewis Rayburn. And, oh, um, Lewis Rayburn, right, okay. Yeah, because we'd sat, it was a big pack of us and maybe maybe like two k to go with Cameron Wright was leading that I was second that year and um so he just shot off and um I just sat in this pack I was like 10th for the majority of the race um maybe about 2k to go I felt good so I thought right I'll just give it a go here and then Lewis followed me and he just sat in my back and threw away and I thought I, I realized I was like I've done all the work here like <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a lot fresher and he maybe about 100 meters to go he pulled up on the side of me and um just managed to get him, but there was a, there was actually there was a dog that uh, there's probably a video of it somewhere. They usually <laughs> film it. There was a, a dog went and ran out, it ran right in front of me about ten meters of the line, and then I started to. I was like, "What's this about? Ah, jump to get a dog in the lead." But <laughs> what what color was the vest the dog had on? <laughs> Definitely a shirt was the one. I and you know that the under twenty year, the age group three years you had at that Gavin, you had you know your if we look back at your under 13, 69th at the National Cross, then you got to sixth and what was uh, a loaded, you know, race at that point in your third year under 20 at the National Cross. Yeah, four, what, what four, did I finish there? You were sixth. Sixth? I've not even looked at the results for that. that nah, was 4-11 <laughs> for your 15 as a first year under 20. Okay, so, but then... Um, you went to 356 in your third year. Yeah. Uh, and your PB for your 5K 
was uh, fifteen fifteen your first year under twenty, and then you got up to fifteen oh seven for five thousand meters on the track. So massive improvements there over the over your you know teenage years, if you like. Yeah, I think under twenties when I took the biggest jump. It was uh, it was when I started training with Mike, and um, probably started taking it a bit more seriously then as well. Along with just growing, I mean, I I definitely started growing a bit later than than some other people. I've like I was under fifteen and people were like twice the size of me. I think mm-hmm. I was sixteen or seventeen when I took a big growth spurt. Um, but yeah, I think it was definitely a big difference in my training there as well. Just taking it a bit more seriously, and then I, in school, I was we were doing cross country in school. And my my PE teacher is a was a coach at Giffnock. And uh, so he took a good interest in me and he'd take me out training at lunch and stuff. So definitely it was just a bit more more into it at that point. Yeah. And under twenty-three, Gavin, can you let us know what your PBs are at the moment for well, you've had a limited experience, I suppose, with uh, COVID restrictions, but you've recorded yeah. some really really quick times. What are your PBs for? Uh, so my 5k is 14.35, um, unofficial 3k, 8.22, um, but that was just running the track just as a time trial. Um, still my 1500s, I've not ran one since that race, that 3.56, Yeah. Uh, so that's still my PB. Um, my 10k is <laughs> 33 minutes <laughs> of a... Uh, Oh, that that will come down soon. No, that's uh, <laughs> it's the one I've not had a good go at. Um, yeah. And then and yeah, a, I've not a four a four nineteen mile. In the track. Yeah, yeah, that was a good race. That was a uh, that was the Monument Mile. Um, when was that? I think twenty nineteen. Or twenty Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, just uh, I was starting that race. I, I I ran it like an idiot though. I I done my first lap in about sixty one. And that was including the that was including the wee extra ten meters as well. So it was probably went through in about uh, in about sixty. And I had two laps at about seventy seconds, just in the absolute cave. And then got a, got a wee second second wind in the last lap. Yeah, it must have been a fast last lap then. Yeah, <laughs> probably a hundred <laughs> meter PB, I think, in the, in the last hundred meters as well. So looking at your um, um, journey through the club. How has your training changed over the years, would you say, from, you know, say the five, last five, six years? What's, what, what have you changed? Uh, I, think, uh, I think my attitude to training has changed a lot. Um, I don't really go to training anymore um, trying to beat the people I'm training with. I see them more as my teammates, whereas I was probably a nightmare to coach when I was 16 or 17 because uh, I just wanted to go to training and be first in every rep. Um, if you ask Kev, when when I when I was younger, or uh, Alistair Campbell or Craig, like, they'll tell you is like I'm always there. The last ref is all I'm there for. I just want to want to win that. <laughs> you know, like not a good attitude to have though. Um, probably just something I take off my dad's just to start very competitive when I train. Um, but I think now, especially the last year, where um, since lockdown, when it's just been me or Chris, or you know me, Chris and Jamie training together. There's none of that. There's no no competition in our training. We're we're all there to help each other. Like we'll discuss training before, and we'll be like, right, like I'll sit in your here. Or, you know, let's just help each other. Um, and I think it's paid massively. We we all three of us are 
run a brilliant now. You know, as soon as things start to open, you know, we're probably going to run some pretty fast times. Um, I think yeah, more just taking it seriously as well. Um, I've just taken a lot more interest in things like my diet, like something I pay a bit of attention to now. I didn't think about that when I was younger. Uh, maybe when I was 16 or 17, I was having steak bakes at lunch in school and like just <laughs> eating absolutely whatever. But now especially, I'll make sure I'm eating enough before and after. Or I think that's made a big difference. Great. Um, and you mentioned the coaches, Jim, Owen, Mike, your, your teacher um, at school. Uh, would you say that there's any other positive influences in your running career so far? Yeah, I'd say I'd say um, Stevie Wiley was definitely big for me. Still is um, someone that I've looked up to because he's he's a guy who's been at the club and he's get he's got all the PVs that you look at. He's like wow, like <laughs> that's what I want to be running. And uh, Ryan Thompson as well. He's uh, he's just a little bit older than me. He's what maybe four or five years older than me. And um, you know he's always maybe just been at the level that I'm at at my age so when he was my age he probably running just as well so I thought right I want to have the progression he had you know I mean well, he's just got so much better past year ran that 29-14 for a 10k so it's just that, that I'd say I'd say out of just other runners at the club those two but definitely Jim R um, Owen and Mike have been really big just um, just their attitudes uh, especially Jim when I was younger. Uh, he made it really enjoyable coming to running. Um, what I was like, well, I was just sitting at school all day and all I could think about was getting down to the club later and, and seeing my pals and more importantly, going out and training hard. Yeah, great. And apart from running, um, did you play any other sports or keep fit in any other way? Yeah, I'd, I'd say from the age of five, I've, I've been involved in sports in some capacity. Um I was actually, I was a, a, I done karate for, for maybe eight years, seven or eight years. I uh, started that when I was five. Um, and I maybe chucked that when I was like 11 for football. Um, but I was rubbish at football, I was just a bench warmer. So uh, <laughs> when, I, I, when I, Rab wanted me to join the club, I took that as my call to maybe change sports. I've always been a big cyclist as well. Even now, it's like, I mean, anyone that knows me is I'm, I'm injured more often than I'm, than I'm fit. So can you I'm tell on us bike about, quite a lot. Can you, uh, can you tell us a wee bit about the cycling? How, you know, how much were you doing or how much do you do when you're injured or what kind of things, you know? Do oh, you... oh, I do quite a lot when I'm injured. So, I mean, ideally, when it's not lockdown, I'm, I'm at the gym maybe five days a week in the pool, um, aqua jogging, as much as I hate it. You know, the kind of day when you do it probably the most effective way to stay fit when you can't run. Um, and um, on the on the bike as well, I'd say, I'd say the exercise bike in the gym is a watt bike. The watt bike's been great for me. Um, I've just replaced a lot of running session with those with that kind of stuff. Um, I can really get a good workout in them. And um, just just the same as when I'm when I'm fit as well. I, I just cycle everywhere. Like I don't really take a car places. So I don't, I don't drive, and uh, my mum or dad, you know, they don't give me lifts anywhere. So, just take my bike everywhere. <laughs> um, I, I think that's definitely helped. 
And um, talking about your your mum and dad, there, can you tell us about the story about how you had to cycle back from Kings Park one-handed? Oh, where'd you where'd you hear that from? Oh, I've got sources. <laughs> oh, that was um, oh, I must say I was quite young as well. I was probably about about eight at the time, and uh, my sister my sister was dancing. And what me and my dad would would go to Kings Park. Well, we would cycle there. And we'd go to Kings Park and um, just have a kick about, play football, and I'd like have a go in the swings or whatever. And uh, there's a, in Kings Park at the top of it. There's this big, massive climbing frame thing. Like it should probably get taken down by the government now because it's pretty dangerous. <laughs> like, but like I was just like trying to climb up to the top, and um, I got to the top of it, and it was just like a big monkey bar thing. But it's about ten foot in there. And I was hanging for. I realised, like, wait, how did I get down? <laughs> um, and my dad was like, "Oh, just fall, just just jump." So I just let go, landed, broke broke my arm. Um, obviously, my dad never believed that. He's like, oh, "You're fine." So I uh, <laughs> continued playing football for another half an hour, and then then cycled home one handed. <laughs> <laughs> and you see at the top of a big hill as well. Oh yeah, I'd say I stay up Cath Cabrais, so. It's five, five mile cycle or something, isn't it? Oh, it's maybe not that far, but it's a brutal one. If anyone, if anyone does hill reps in Burnside Road, then they know <laughs> it's not very nice. But yeah, I got home and then um, my dad was like, oh, just just sit there, you're all right. And then my mum came in and took me to the hospital and I was in a cast for about 10 weeks. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I love it how your dad put you in goals, especially after you fell on your arm. <laughs> well, he wanted to sharpen up his his uh, his shooting technique. So, <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll move on to the next question. What what would you say is your most memorable running performances to date? Um, I've got a couple. I would say, um, Celtic cross country's a big one. Um, because uh. I wasn't my first Scotland vest, but I got a medal, so it was quite nice to to get a medal and a Scotland vest. Um, Where was that? That was a good race as well. It was um, that was an Antrim that year. Um, I was having a really good season. Um, the Wests was was before that, I think, and I ran I ran really strong there. I won it by by like quite a bit, so I thought right, I'm in good shape here. Uh, and I thought sick. right, I'm going to go out. What's second that? year under 20. Second year yeah, under 20. Yeah, was it, was second yeah. year under 20. Uh, so I went over there thinking I was maybe been for a good chance. Um, and then came away with that. So I was pretty happy with that. And then I'd say another one would definitely be Armagh 2020. Um, just because I was injured for so long before that and I wasn't expecting anything out of it. And then I came away with it with a PB, uh, which I was just never expecting. So that was great. 1444. Uh, that was 2019. Um, all right, okay, yeah. Yeah, then 2020 around 1435. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, and then 2020 around 1435. Excellent, yeah. Um, right, we won't talk about we won't talk about the the night after that race. <laughs> oh well, That's we can if you want. <laughs> 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 we'll wait till his podcast, will we? <laughs> um, so you mentioned about Scotland vests. Have you had more than one? Um, yeah.
actual Scotland vests and I've had two Scottish schools vests. Uh, so I think, so I just done the SIAB cross country twice. Uh, that was both my fifth and sixth year of school. And then I've ran, I ran Liverpool in a Scotland vest once. And I've ran Celtics twice, all cross country. No, I've not, I've never got a track run or anything. Okay, not yet. Not yet, hopefully. <laughs> Um, and remember after a nationals night out, can't remember if it's two years ago or when it was, but you said to me, you're sitting beside me and you said uh, that you wanted to run a sub four minute mile, a sub eight, three K and a sub 14, five K. Are these still your main goals in running? Yeah, I would say, I would say so. Um, I think, I think with three K and five K definitely I've been, I've just been edging a bit closer to that every year. Um, I think I need to work pretty hard for that sub four mile though. If you ask Mike, I always thought I was a 1500 runner. I would, I would say, I was like, oh, when it would come to summer, it's going to focus in 15s this season. And like, you're like, I want you to be running 5Ks, 3Ks, you know, that's, that's what, that's what you're, you're better at. But um, I've realised quickly from uh, training with two very speedy guys, uh, with Chris and Jamie that I'm, I'm maybe not not cut out for 15s but saying that if you can if you can run a if you can run a sub 14 5k and a sub 8 3k then surely you can run a sub 4 mile so maybe that'll be the last <laughs> one I took off <laughs> Great um, now you've been training and competing extremely well and we hear that you're moving to America is that correct? Yeah now what can you tell us about how that came about and what you're going to be doing? Um, well, the, the the coach um, the coach got in contact with me um, through Facebook. He said he said just find me in Power of Ten, and I wasn't I wasn't too interested at first because um, I was planning to go to uni here, and um, I was sorting all that out. But I thought I could I'll just have a chat with him, so I had a video call with him. Um, and he just told me about the place and I thought it sounded all right. And I just done a wee bit of research and like he seems like a pretty good coach. And he's took a lot of guys round about round about my level and and um they've they've come out the other end of it flying. Like there's a guy over there that went he went over there, he's only been there for two years. I think he was at eight forty was his PV for three K when he went. And um now he runs eight oh six and three forty one for a fifteen hundred. And he's in talks to sign classics when he when he leaves. So um, I think wow. he just looks like he looks a pretty legit coach. Um, and it's in it's I don't see what it was. It's it's in Springfield in Massachusetts. There's about a million Springfields in America, but it's it's kind of in between Boston and New York. Um, right. So I just thought it was pretty similar, pretty similar climate to here as well. It's not altitude or anything. So. Um, so it was a pretty too good an opportunity to, to turn down really. Great. And what's the what's the university called? Uh oh yeah, American International College. It's it's division two um in NCAA. So it's not a D1 yeah. college. But um I just thought I thought that the, the coach was was um seemed pretty top notch um and produced quite a lot of really fast athletes. They've got the current Division two champion for cross country, and uh, I was looking up at the results, and he ran twenty nine minutes dead 
on a cross country course for a 10k. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't think I need to worry about not not having the standards uh, or D2 not being good standard enough. Or whatever. You'd, be, you'd be running on your trainers then on those cross countries. Oh, true. It's pretty much golf courses. <laughs> not not quite not quite um, calendar park, is it? No, no. And that'd be good because you'll be in a, a really good running scene with Boston and New York there. There'll be lots of race opportunities for you. Yeah, well, that's what they say. They say, you know, that's pretty much most um, big races that go on in America and are in Boston and New York. So the Melrose Games, the track they're on now, is supposed to be one of the fastest tracks. It's like indoor tracks there are. So, uh, is it fast? Do you think it's faster than John Wright? Uh, well, John Wright is definitely the slowest track I've ever ran on. So <laughs> I was actually up there. I was up there the other day for a session. Um, and I just, like, I, out of my house, I looked and I was like, okay, I know it's a bit windy up in East Kilbride. So I thought, right, if it's if it's a calm day, I'll go to East Kilbride. And if it's a bit windy, I'll just cycle down to Crown Point or go to Glasgow Green or something. And then I looked at my window and it was as calm as anything. So I was like, right. I just take the bike up to school right then. And as soon as I got off, I just get 50 mile an hour winds blasting <laughs> in my face. And I, you don't even get, I swear you don't even get like the back straight and the home straight are both a headwind every time as well. <laughs> you, you've never got a tailwind either. <laughs> oh dear. I don't miss those days. <laughs> oh, I mean, probably good for you. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the ego boost of doing my sessions somewhere where I'm. <laughs> running up a bit faster. Yeah. Um, so, have you got any advice, Gavin, for any of our younger athletes or those thinking of joining the club um, and what would the benefits of being part of a club would be for them? Uh, I'd say a bit of advice I've got, mainly for younger athletes, is um, to just focus on yourself and um, don't worry about what other people are doing. Uh, it was a mistake I made. Um, where I spent too much time focusing on, on other people's training and uh, with Strava being a thing now and you can see everyone's training it's, it can be pretty pretty damaging um, I remember being 16 or 17 I'd go on a Scotland trip and everyone would talk about their training and somebody would be like oh well, I was at the track on Monday and I'd done 2400s off a minute recovery and I, I remember sitting there thinking, like, I'm not training that hard. Why am I not training like that? And I'd turn up, I'd say to Mike, like, Mike would be like, right, 12 400s today. And I said to him, well, why am I not doing 20? I want to do 20. And you just, you've got to realise, you know, like, everyone develops at a different rate. And um, different courses have got different methods. So there's stuff you'll be doing that they won't be doing. And vice versa. So I'd say that's a big thing. Especially for younger athletes, just keep yourself, keep focusing yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. And um, why was you join Campus Lang? It's the most successful club in, in Scotland. Um, what is that? Well, you, you you told me a good fact once about the the ATMA trophy. Of how many times? Well, how many ATMA trophies have been issued, and how many times have Campus Lang won it? You put me in a spot here now, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> do I like it? Do I like it? We switch, switch roles now. Yeah, I, I was doing research on you. There. <laughs> um, we have won that trophy at, um, more than any other club, but I don't know the, the exact figure, I'm afraid. 
Do you know it? Yeah, it was, I'm not sure. I know we've won it, I think, roughly 30 times. It's, it's been issued 30 times and we've won it roughly 20 times. It's somewhere around those those figures. We'll, so, we'll, I mean, uh, we'll get Dave Cooney in here. Yeah. <laughs> he'll know, he'll know <laughs> exactly. He'll know exactly. Uh, but no, yeah, you're right. But I mean, and, that, and do you want to tell people what that trophy is, Gavin, for those that don't know what that trophy is? Oh, it's it's uh, the most successful overall, the most successful club overall age groups at National Cross Country. Um, is it for boys or is it for yeah. mixed gender? Boys. For boys. And you have to, but, so you're, you're counting teams, you're finishing teams count towards the team prize. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what that says anyway is that from under 13 to Masters, like, we've got good standards in our age group. Um, so, like, there's a lot of clubs out there that are amazing at junior and then they're nowhere at senior. But you can see here that we've got a clear pathway from um, from under 13 to not even senior to Masters. You know, everyone runs well. Um, so I just think that and then also it's, it's a brilliant club just socially um, just for, for maybe older people trying to join um, you know, plenty of new members now and everyone's really friendly Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that that's the, the main part of the the chat, Gavin, but I've got some quick fire questions for you, if you don't mind Yeah okay, So I'll put you in the spot here, okay, so Roads, track, trail, hill, or country? Road. Road, okay. What's your favourite distance? 5k. Favourite training location? Hmm. I'd say it's changed. I'd say I would have answered Crown Point, but Nether Craigs now. Okay. Nether Craigs. Go to shoe. The next structure. Thanks, Ian Reid, for the suggestion. <laughs> and you're an overpronator like myself. Is that right? Um, I don't know. I just listen to you and you'll <laughs> <laughs> just put me in the treadmill and say, buy these. So. <laughs> um, who's the fastest out of a 100 metre sprint out of you, Craig, Chris, or Jamie? Oh, no, that's a, this, is, this is a tight topic. Right, okay. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell a wee story here. I know it's supposed to be quick fire, but um, so so we're doing a cool down once after after a cross country session, and um, Chris and Jamie are going at each other and they're saying, "I'm the fastest hundred meter runner in this in this training group." You know, they're just going at it, and I said to them, "I was like, right, we're going to the track on on Tuesday, so so after the session, well, uh, just can do a one one to one hundred meters, and I'll and I'll, I'll take the time." Um, and then as soon as I said that, no, no, I'm not the fastest. I didn't say anything. Oh, no, Chris would beat me. No, Jamie would beat me. So this has been a, a, a topic of discussion for a while. Um, and then another week, the other week, we finished the session. And since we all had the spikes off, said to him, I was like, right, 100 metres then. So uh, me and Chris gave it a wee go. And as expected, I got humbled by Chris. He ran at 12.3. But um, I thought him, it would have to be him and Jamie. I'm going to go with Chris. 
Oh, yeah, that'll, okay. that'll ruffle some feathers. <laughs> Look forward to that. Um, pre-race meal? Porridge with peanut butter and honey and a coffee. Okay. Post-race meal? Fish and chips and beer. <laughs> um, your best race ever? Armagh 2020. Okay. Uh, there are 12 Gavin Smiths on the pair of 10. Who's got the best 10K time? I, I've got the best 10K time, but it's not actually my 10K time because <laughs> one of the Gavin Smiths ran a rapid 10K and he got put onto my pair of 10. <laughs> <laughs> and you never, you've never alerted pair of 10 to that fact, have you? Well, he's got my Celtics... Um, He's got a Celtic cross country, so he's got a small size name, and I've got a 10k PB to mine, so well, uh, <laughs> it's even. Uh, talking about a pair of 10, which PB are you more proud of? Your 30.6 200 meter time or your 8 meter 62 javelin throw? <laughs> um, it's got to be that, got to be that javelin <laughs> with uh, two foul throws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant um, not many left Gavin okay so on a scale of 1 to 10 how annoyed were you when your old man gave Des Dixon your new bike when you were on the club training weekend at Balmaha uh, I wasn't that annoyed at the time but then after after it when Des told me that my brakes were rubbish um, <laughs> on a brand new bike I was, I was a bit annoyed <laughs> I thought they were pretty good bikes <laughs> Um, what would you rather be chased by, a tiger or a cow? I've been chased by a cow before. <laughs> I didn't like it, so I'd probably actually pick a tiger. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I have for you tonight, Gavin. I'd just like to say thank you very much for taking your time out your day to share your story with us. We really appreciate oh, it. a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, and thank you for... Um, thank you to all the listeners who've tuned in for the Kamasang Harriers podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Looking for the, out for the next episode, which should be with you in the next few weeks. Um, but thanks again to Gavin, and thanks for joining. See you guys again soon. Cheers.